Jersey is the world. Hi, everybody. It's Chris Gethard. And as always, it's an honor, it's a pleasure, it's a privilege to be your hosting. New Jersey is the world, your premier podcast that celebrates everything that's great about the Garden State, which is the best state. That's the premise of this podcast. It's pretty simple. New Jersey's great, and we like it. And we're going to tell you about different things we like about it. Thanks to everybody who signed up at the Patreon. It really means a lot. Last week, we had our uh, monthly live stream. We talked about all kinds of things. We talked about that uh, Republican politician up in Passaic County who got caught stealing Democratic road signs. Talked about uh, Peter Genovese and his article on sausage and peppers. We talked about a whole lot of Jersey stuff. Hinchcliffe Stadium bouncing back. The New Jersey Jackals playing there. A lot of people had passionate opinions on my beard, which I wasn't totally comfortable with. But thanks to everybody. It's up there at the Patreon. And this week, we should be putting out a South Jersey is Also the World episode with filmmaker Tommy Avalone. And it was a great conversation. And most of it is just like, oh, this guy Tommy is like one of us. Like, we barely talk about films. Talking about all sorts of crazy stuff that he did throughout his childhood. And then also Kevin Smith and being a documentarian and the effect of South Jersey and all kinds of great stuff. Okay. This week, you knew we had to do it. Everybody's out here talking about The Watcher. Everybody's watching The Watcher on Netflix. Number one show on Netflix, The Watcher. But if you're listening to New Jersey as the world, you heard about The Watcher years ago. You knew about that stuff when it happened. When it went down, you went, oh, this is like a weird New Jersey story unfolding before our eyes. And it has been. And, and everybody's been sitting here wondering what the, what the truth is, what the reality is. And everybody, when we were looking at houses out in Jersey, my wife and I decided to move back to raise our kid here. She'd sometimes say, what about this town, Westfield? I'd say, A, don't think we can afford it. B, they got a watcher. I'm not trying to live in a town with a watcher. Netflix decided to go there. We watched it. What did we think? You're going to find out momentarily. Opinions are strong. Most importantly, I want to know what you think. 973-780-4660. Let us know what you think about The Watcher. Let us know your thoughts on the show, whether that's through comments on the Patreon, through the voicemail line, through Twitter, whatever. Whatever you want to do, check it out. And are we going to be doing an episode on The Good Nurse? Focusing on uh, West Orange native Charles Cullen, the serial killer nurse? Who knows? Gotta watch that too. But for now, we got enough to chew on. We watched The Watcher. Let's talk about that. Enjoy, everybody. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the World. Uh, this is a very, very special and, dare I say, important episode. Because a piece of New Jersey-related pop culture has come about, it has hit big, and therefore, it is our duty to overanalyze it and talk some shit. I am, of course, talking about the new Netflix show, The Watcher. This is based on some real-life things that went down in Westfield a few years back. A lot of us have heard the story. There was a uh, house. People bought it. Westfield's a fancy town. They started getting letters that were very creepy from someone calling themselves The Watcher. Netflix has now made a show. It's made by uh, Ryan Murphy, I believe is his name. He's the guy behind uh, American Horror Story. Mm -hmm. You just heard Andrea Quinn checking in with an mm-hmm andrea <laughs> i completed the watcher where are you at in terms of the watcher done done i watched Ooh. five and a half episodes got a little too spooked had to go to bed woke up and finished it okay sounds good good to know uh bonaduce myself and andrea have finished the series where are you at in terms of the watcher well, let's see the other night i uh I put it on. Yeah. And the next day I know I woke up and I was on episode four. So sub subliminally, I watched four episodes. Okay. And I, I wasn't impressed, but you know. So you watched part of episode one and then absorbed the other three while sleeping. Sleep osmosis. Mike D, um, the watcher, where do things stand with you as far as the number you've consumed? This is probably going to tip my hand a little bit, but I... 
um, about one and a half episodes in, and then I decided that there was uh, some grass I needed to cut by hand in my yard with scissors. <laughs> so I decided to go out and do that. So I will not be likely continuing watching any more episodes of The Watcher. Sounds like you were not blown away. Uh, Bonaduce, I could surmise, based on the fact that you slept through half the series and never went back. Well, I mean, I was exhausted anyway. That's a pretty yeah. common thing for me. I put something on, I wake up five episodes later. But um, um, I... Like, honestly, I probably watched it for a half an hour. And I was like, you know, very excited and they're moving in and all this other stuff. But it's like, and I think it's just like hard because maybe, you know, we've talked about it so much and uh, I don't know. It's a hard, hard thrill to pull off. But if Andrea said she was like scared, I I'd, I'd might give it the old, the old college try. Andrea, where are you at with the watcher? Um, it sounds like you and I are the ones who got through it, which probably lets the listeners know that it's you and I who have the highest percentage chance of giving the Watcher series a thumbs up. So where do you land before I start talking? I still don't know. I said to, I, I tricked poor Jody uh, Bergen County into watching it because you wouldn't let us talk about it and I needed to talk to somebody about it. So I, I sent her in watching it without really telling her what it was about. And I said, she was like, Andrea, I think this show might be bad, like <laughs> an episode in. And I had said to her, I was like, I, I don't know if the show is good or bad. And I don't mean, I don't know if it's either good or if it's bad. I mean, I don't think it's either of those two things. Like, I don't know what the show is, so I don't know that I can give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. This show occupied a very strange place in my mind and in my gut. I watched all seven. I'm not going to say it was easy. <laughs> like Bonaduce, every time I sat down to watch this show, I would wake up and there would be at least a two-episode gap I had slept through. Part of this is exhaustion. Part of this is also... This is one of the weirdest fucking shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Andrea, I have to say, I laughed out loud because in our text thread about it, I believe I started watching it first and I was saying we all need to really resist <laughs> commenting because we're going to do an episode. But you did say, you put the one thing I'm going to say out there is why the fuck is Bobby Cannavale wearing an outfit that's all tan? <laughs> Every single one of them. And the whole family's wearing tan. It was the 80s. Everybody was matching. No. It wasn't the 80s. It was 2017. That's like the 80s. Was it only 2017? For real? Uh -huh. It's 2017. Yeah. If not only oh, Jesus. is he wearing a tan outfit, but in the one and a half episodes that I watched, everyone in the show is basically wearing single colors more or yeah. less in every scene which is a very strange thing like the two creepy neighbors they're wearing like all yellow matching like track suits you know it's very strange what a literal and like symbolic bright spot are the two of them in this show but well and that's what i was like maybe it's like a just really like heavy handed symbolism thing. And they're supposed to be this like run of the mill, whatever family. So none of them, but it, it wasn't that he had on tan pants, <laughs> tan shoes, a tan sweater, a tan jacket over it. And he's Bobby Cannavale. He's pretty fucking tan and a tan dad cap. And he had a tan. They're right. He had on a dad hat. Tan. He had like the starter outfit for like a Grand Theft Auto or something, and they just didn't switch it <laughs> out. This is a Westfield golfing outfit. It visually instantly stood out as like, because look, I know everybody likes to bust on me for being Hollywood Gethard. <laughs> Wardrobe people are fucking good at what they do. And they, I mean, I'm, I'm working an acting job right now. Okay, that's why I'm in Canada. My fitting was two and a half hours long i was in one scene of this show do you do you take these jobs just to like get the clothes afterwards or no i don't they don't you, this is how you build your wardrobe sometimes they'll, sometimes they'll give you the clothes sometimes i hear that sometimes you can like buy the clothes off of them at a discount but i, I i'm too bashful but winter's I, coming i mean i tried on suits i tried on sweaters i tried on different combos of shirts and different suits and suit jackets and suit pants. these wardrobe people were told to do this this was a very intentional choice. Maybe they just wanted the actors acting to really shine through <laughs> and not have this distraction of uh, flashy clothes. And Dude, why did they dress Bobby Cannavale in clothes that were all eerily in the same color as his skin? So weird. It felt... I, the best I can say about this show is that it is clearly a show of very deliberate, intentional choices, but I feel like... They're 
they're for totally inscrutable reasons. Yeah. I just think it's typical Netflix, like great actors, right? Uh, great idea for a story, and they either don't know how to end it or just can't deliver. I don't know. I'm going to say this too right away. There's going to be major spoilers. Major, oh, major yeah. spoilers. So Mike and Nick, if you plan on watching the rest, Whatever. and if anybody out there wants to watch all the way through, you go, you watch the whole thing, and come back. We're going to have major spoilers for you. Nothing happens. It's already spoiled for me. All it took was one episode, and it is completely <laughs> spoiled. Don't worry about it. But I'm not saying spoiled like milk left oh, out know. of the sun. I'm saying spoiled like you spoiled. This show... First of all, full disclosure, did I audition for it and not get the part? Yeah. Oh, this is... Yeah. Okay, now we get to the real reason. Okay, but what part? What part? You have to... Did, do you even know? I forget. Ugh. Let me look it up. I can Paper look it Boy. up. Oh, okay. Paperboy riding by. I had my fingers crossed on Jasper so hard. Uh, I was just going to say that. Man man hiding in Dumbwaiter. <laughs> uh, on August 4th. On August 4th. Oh, no. Even better. Was it... Th- no. It's that character I never understood, Andrew. Who? Is that the guy who hides in the wall? Oh, the actor? Andrew. Andrew Pierce. Oh. Would have been, Jasper would have been the, that guy's fine. That's like, so many. Listen, I auditioned for the part of Andrew and then I didn't get it. Can you give us, can you give us a read though? (laughs) Listen, I mean, I can't, I probably would be violating any number of NDAs, <laughs> but I will tell you, I've, I've never done this in 22 years of my career. I sent an email to my agent. Okay. I found out I didn't get it. And then I followed up a week later. I said, oh. I gotta be in that show about the Westfield Watcher. Oh I will do background work. My agent called me that night and he said, I will call the casting director. I'll try to get you a part in the Watcher. I think it's, it's hard for me to, separate my feelings for this from the fact that if you're going to do a Westfield watch a show, you got to put your boy in it. Well, it's not a Jersey show. It's just not, it's not, it's not. It, 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 listen, we can review it as far as the quality of the show itself. We can also review the jerseyness of it. Um, I just want to say one last thing about this, which is that this cast, Bobby Cannavale is a fucking great actor. Naomi Watts, Jennifer Coolidge, like I know the joke is that she's Stifler's mom. She's fucking awesome. You watch her in White Lotus on HBO. Awesome. I love her. Richard Kind. The best. Margot Martindale. This cast was incredible. I would say, I have to say, if you did not have a cast of that caliber with these scripts, this show would have been a fucking legendary fucking disaster. So kudos to them for casting it right. But that's what threw me out of it so quickly was you have all these amazing actors and they seem like they're in a high school play because it's so <laughs> poorly put together. You have like, like I, I just, it just put, took me completely out of the show of how like poorly constructed it is. Mia Farrow. Yeah. It's just paydays for these guys. It's like, Oh, you have these great actors. It's like every like movie you're like, Oh, this will probably be good. And like, they're just terrible. Is anybody here a Ryan Murphy fan in general? I'm too scared to watch <laughs> American Horror Story. Oh, I love it. I like American Horror Story a lot. I love that. The first one was the best. The circus one was awesome. They're, they're all pretty good. Plus Lady Gaga was in one. And she was, um, I spent a good chunk of time yeah. in the house where they filmed Ooh. the New Orleans one. And I got to like spend a nice chunk of time with the couple who owns it, who are very lovely. And they were telling me many creepy stories about that place. But I, I like that show. I like yeah. the way it looks. I like the atmosphere of it. So we're not anti-Ryan Murphy. Cool. No, we're not, not anti-his work. There's multiple people on the stream who support it. Something about this felt fucking off. It was a payday for him, too. He, I'm going to point out a couple things about this show. And then we could talk specifically about the jerseyness. But there's three things I want to point out. Which is one, they have the fake John List character show up halfway through. And that first scene with him, legitimately pretty fucking chilling. Would you agree with this, Andrea? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're not as familiar with uh, with the John List stuff not being from North Jersey, but did you know that's what they were going for when you saw yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they got the guy showing up, and it was pretty great. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting twist. And that, a nod to the other big Westfield story. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Then there's two things that happen, and these are massive spoilers, everybody. One, there's a part of the show where they discover that there's an underground tunnel under their house. Who loves fucking underground tunnels more than this guy? Oh, we do. 
Bonaduce and Mike D indoctrinated me from a young age to love an underground tunnel. I was taught by my brothers, my older brother's cool friends, tunnels are the shit. So they go tunnel. I'm going, good, this feels Jersey. They get halfway down this fucking tunnel. A man runs away. <laughs> they chase him with flashlights, Nick and Mike. Was he, he with runs, them? And then listen, he ran- no, he, he runs out. They find a bedroom. Oh, great. And a bedroom with a made bed, fucking lamps on and shit. Right, Andrea? Food. 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 It wasn't spoiled. Like someone is Food. living in their in the tunnels. They get to the end of the tunnel. There's a door. The door is sealed. They hear the door slam. The guy sleeps, seals the door shut. They can't figure out where the door goes. And the they show us that it was John Graff, that effectively John List was living in a tunnel under their house. Theoretically, I'm like, this is fucking creepy, and it's all right. They go to the police. They go, there's a tunnel under our house. Oh, come on. We saw a man run away. There's a fucking bedroom with food under there. The cop goes, well, you fucking accused me of something, so I'm not even going to come look. And then they just move on, and no one ever mentions it again. I know. And then a week later, they get a letter from the town that they're reassessing their taxes for having a tunnel, and their pro- their property taxes go up uh, fifty five hundred dollars for that construction. Right. We didn't realize that you had all this livable space under there. You had an extra bedroom. Welcome to Union County, motherfuckers. But that's my problem with this show: is like you can't reveal that John List is living in a fucking room under your house. And never, but that's made up, right? That's yeah. But listen, Nick. My point being that story-wise, the characters can't just go. Okay, yeah, the story's over. No, it should be at that point. If that's what you're, there's three more fucking episodes, and they're staying in the house. If you discovered a fucking person living under your house, and the cops were like, "We don't want to come," I'd be like, "All right, then fuck you. I'm gonna go beat that person to death with a pipe." Mm -hmm. That becomes the instantaneous thing you resolve: is the fucking human living under your house? It's like the next day they're having breakfast and they're like, "Not yes, talking about yes." They literally never mention it again. Just you know, maybe maybe the guy in that tunnel is the one living in our walls. You'd think. Like, oh, maybe that's the fucking, even if it's not, maybe that's now the, maybe even more than the letters that are showing up. We have to figure out who's fucking eating their fucking lunch under our house. It's... They never mention it! There's so many things like that in this series. That's that's the Netflix uh, model for every bad movie. It's just like they couldn't, they threw every possible like mystery or twist, but for no reason. And what is the ski vats level of someone living in a tunnel under your house? Like, where do they go to the bathroom? In a bucket. That would be the first thing that I would discover. He goes to the bathroom in their house when they're not there. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what would worry me. He doesn't flush and he leaves upper deckers all the time. (laughs) Andrea, I don't know if you've seen the Twitter reaction to the end of the series, but it's it's intense. Are people as furious furious as... I'm going to spoil it completely for Mike and Nick. So Jennifer Coolidge winds up coming into possession of the house. She starts getting letters. One of them comes up the dumb waiter. So someone's in the house sending her a letter by hand. Creepy. Okay? She reads the letter. She freaks out. She runs downstairs. Her dog has been killed, and it's laying on the floor. Hate that. Then the stairs pop open. Like Adam's family? Like Adam's family. (laughs) No joke. Like the fucking pet. No dragon. No dragon. Instead, someone dressed... You can't see their face, but someone best basically in like a fucking spirit of Halloween Grim Reaper costume. Right, Andrew? I don't remember this part. You don't remember this part? How did I forget this? This show is so insane that I've forgotten this. The stairs, the stairs pop open. Someone in a Grim Reaper outfit pops out. She screams. And then it cuts to fucking Bobby Cannavale looking at the house. Naomi Watts rolls up. She's looking oh, at that section. that's right. And then it just straight up says, they've never found the watcher. And it ends. Did they ever they find the secret button for those stairs? And also, you, you, you drop a million two and you need to get a mortgage. You're telling me the home inspector finds neither the secret tunnel under the house nor the stairway that opens? Like, come on. It was... So fucking crazy, man. It's nuts because the thing is that like, quote unquote, based on a true story, they never found the watcher in real life. Fine. Because there is no watcher. Like, like, right. Like that's the (laughs) fine. But, and, but you can't be like, I'm going to stick to that, but then also have a possible child sacrifice cult 
um, John List just living in your fucking basement. In your like stuff that you is categorically we know to be untrue. You don't get to do both. It made me so mad. You can just make an ending. Make an ending. Andrea, it made me so mad. I'm with you. If you're gonna fucking do all this fucking insane shit unresolved. Give us an ending. Well, and they did that bullshit with the fucking detective who I thought was, I thought that was going to be the thing the whole time. And it, I, I, we're spoiling, nah, right? They, they, they're working with this private detective who is very it's like cliff notes. This is great. Which is one of the most insane that I also got to say to you, that poor <laughs> yeah. actor, that I character know. was insane. Her name might as well have just been detective exposition. exposition. <laughs> it was because her whole role on the show was to give four minute long monologues of exposition over and over and over again in a diner i, I did like that it was always in a diner that part i was okay I'm, with and i'm pretty sure that was supposed to be the summit diner i don't think they actually shot it in the summit diner but i'm pretty certain there's a great diner in westfield where i was at actually on sunday vicky's <laughs> diner which is a great old school diner right oh. uh right there in westfield is it greek do they have a picture of telly savalas behind the register N- no but it was like a legit very nice greek family running the diner I chatted with them a little bit. Did you go up to Westfield because you had to mail that family those letters you've been doing since 2017? (laughs) No, I mail those from Chatham so that they don't catch me. Smart, smart, smart. But I went to make sure they were getting delivered, that I had the right address. Good, 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 good. Great, great. The whole fucking thing was nuts. How how would you have... I, I don't know what I wanted it. I think I wanted it to go full crazy and have the ending be just something really bizarre and over the top because why not like some michael myers shit yeah why not why not here's what i wanted most of all was i wanted screen actors guild contracted work for me (laughs) in relation to this project i wanted work that counted towards mine and my family's health insurance oh yeah i feel like i'm at a point where i've dedicated enough of my creative energy and my reputation to being a defender of new jersey that if you are shooting a new jersey themed project i should be given a token part from this point forward. And I want every producer in Hollywood to hear that and to understand that, that I'd be having a lot less critical thoughts towards this show if I was featured in the show. (laughs) Outside of that, I also am with you. You're going to have John List come back to life and live under the house. You're going to have the fucking mentally challenged neighbor riding up and down the fucking dumb waiter stuffing himself into it, wearing overalls all the time. You're going to have the fucking, all, all this crazy shit happen. Then give me an ending where it's like Michael Myers level fucking lunacy. And then that mm-hmm. person gets killed and we see the mask come off and we figure out who the watcher is. Right. Maybe he thought he was making another episode of American Horror Story because that's kind of like, there's always like these many storylines going on at the same time, but they actually like resolve themselves. But like, he's like, I'll throw in a couple extra Twists and turns, choose your own adventures. It's a million extra, but... I'm also like, if you're going to connect John List to this, let's start throwing all kinds of crazy shit at the wall. At that point, let's start just throwing a lot of fucking nonsense against the wall, man. But let me ask you a question. It's a technical union question. How many, like, what do you go? How many hours do you need to have full benefits for your family every year? It's money earned. Okay. What's it's? I think it's up to like twenty six or twenty eight grand a year through union acting work. So if you work like thirty grand a year, you have the highest level of coverage. It's not bad. Listen, Nick, it's fucked up, and you and I are both union. <laughs> I have an hour thing. I got to do twelve hundred hours to get my highest level of benefits. Listen, I'm going to tell you some stuff. It's going to make you mad because at the end of the day, I I know that I'm in the cushy entertainment unions, but they're still unions, right? That still means something. These motherfuckers, Nick. There used to be two tiers of health plan. And there used to be a like 15, 15 grand tier and a 25 grand tier. And you could get like the, the weaker health insurance. Because I'm telling you, 30 grand in union contract work is a lot. During the pandemic, they said we're only having one tier. It's 26 grand. Ooh. And all our senior performers are removed from the plan. Oh, that's brutal. It was fucked up. It was a bad move from my union, man. I didn't like it. So that's why I'm out here begging people to put me in the watcher show because I need to get this fucking work. I'm trying to get health insurance. I'll get you. Uh, you want to be an operator? Operator of what? <laughs> of all types of machinery. I might take you up on it at this point. You want to be my apprentice? How long? How long would I last as your apprentice? Realistically, you'd be fantastic. I'm a great. I, I love. I love teaching surveying. I do. But as far as the actual physicality of the work, you could do it. You think I could do it? You, you do jujitsu. Absolutely. Plus, you're Maybe funny. It would make everybody laugh. They'd love you. 
See, but you also told me to join your fraternity back in, in my Rutgers days, too. Yeah, and why you should have done that, too. You would have had a great time. <laughs> Maybe I should have. How different would my life have been if I joined Theta Chi? Well, we didn't know. We didn't know you were macking. You were macking so much back then. I did all right. Did they make a sequel to Old School? Because <laughs> that was pretty much like our fraternity. It was like Old School. You did. You had a heart to heart with me. You said, "I think you'd be really great," and you said the same thing. You said, "Because you're funny," and and you'd be like the mascot. Plus, no, not even a mascot. Like it was just you know, if you're into like um. You know, uh, self-deprecating humor and, and submitting yourself to like all kinds of humiliation, which as a brother I did um, and enjoyed. I would never subject any pledges to that, but I did. Um, it's a great thing. Plus, you know, all my friends, they were cool. How different would my life have been? You think I would have done well? I think you did well anyway. I did okay. I had ups and downs. I had ups and downs. Well, listen, you know, look at me. What happened? I mean, someone on, they needed definitely a union they needed a union operator to work the dumbwaiter on the on the watcher show. Yeah, that's a good gig. You could have been, that might have been the path your life had taken. You could have been that dumbwaiter operator. <laughs> you think I can't throw on a pair of overalls and jump around in a fucking dumbwaiter? You don't even have to wear overalls. <laughs> no, I'm saying on the show, the guy in the dumbwaiter wore yeah. overalls. For Jasper, I think you're the John List character. Oh, God. I think Don could have been, what's his name, Derek Dean. Bonaduce, you can be... The garbage man? Make me like a barista. Barista <laughs> selling coffee or something. Make me a waiter at the tennis club. I'm the garbage man that comes by every Tuesday and Wednesday and, and puts the letters in your mailbox early in the morning. I'll be Jennifer Coolidge. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I want to be the guy who's living in your walls. <laughs> you could be John List. I forget what his name is. John something. Like the people under the stairs. Yeah. Gather, do you look like... Um, like Virgin Mary? <laughs> yeah. Like you look like you have a Jesus halo. I was just like, tilt your head to the side a little bit and put your arms out. Yeah, it's it's the mirror in my room. This Listen, this is going off the rails. I, you have to take this picture and you have to post it for this Patreon. Oh, my God. Do you have your do you have your gi outfit? Put that on. You'd be like your Jesus gi. I don't bring a gi with me when I travel. Okay, let's focus back up. You really you should be bringing one with you. You never know. You never know when a kumite might break out. So you want right. to make sure you're properly dressed. Well, the big thing's no gi uh, uh, jiu-jitsu now. This is what I'm learning. That's what I do. That's the second time kumite has come up on a recording of Mining Gethards today. They do like the no gi. Listen, this is off the rails. We all have to focus up. We're not talking about kumites and gis. Okay. <laughs> the show. Ninja, ninja shoes? We felt a uh, tabby shoes. We felt like tabby the, shoes. you can't just yell sure. things out to make me laugh. Why not? <laughs> I just did. You didn't mute me. And I'm not eating. Look how good I'm doing. We've talked about some of the frustrations with the flow and the pacing of this show. We've talked about how the cast... I would go ahead and say the cast kind of saved it, is what I would say. Is that a very, very talented cast made this show that I was that was watchable and that I got through, even though it had some major frustrating parts. Could I make a comment? Well, I have a question first. The, my question is, how do we want to rate this the specific jerseyness of the show? Zero. Zero, Mike D goes zero. And I'll tell you, yes, I'll give you a very specific example. If any, even well-to-do New Jersey goombots, like who Bobby Cannavale is playing, were to find a strange man in the dumbwaiter in his house where his son and daughter were, he would immediately beat them to death and throw them into that lake with stones tied to their legs. 100%. That is the only New Jersey reaction. Or you wouldn't... Or, or whatever way of disposal you prefer. Like, you would just stop at, like, telling somebody, like, because the cop just didn't want to listen to your story. Be like, yo, listen, like, you know... Like, there's only one cop? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? It's like, you know, PSCG double bills you one month. Like, you're going to be on the phone for six hours until you, like, find a motherfucker <laughs> that you can get this corrected. Otherwise, you're never getting out of it. So, if there's somebody living <laughs> under my house in a tunnel, I'll be like, yo, listen, I'm at the mayor's office, like... Yeah. There's a tunnel under my house and there's somebody in there and he has like, you know, meat hanging from the ceiling and I'm getting weird letters. And he even, so, oh, the show, there are too many to know, but I'm just thinking like he, okay. So the first thing is the person who he's based on isn't from Jersey. The wife of that couple is, she was from Jersey. He was from like Connecticut or Maine. And I couldn't tell because Bobby is actually from Jersey, right? Yeah, Union City. So I yeah. couldn't just tell if he had made the choice as an actor to play him from Jersey or if that's what they were going for. Also, Westfield is not nearly as fancy in, 
in New Jersey reality as it is in that show. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's a very nice, like... It has status. I think the demographic changed. That's but it doesn't awesome. look like that. I looked it up. They shot it up in, a, I think, Rye, New York. Mm. Yeah, it's, fa- it's, it's a fancy suburb, but it is not... I mean, they're they're painting it out to be, you know, Connecticut Country Club, and it's not that, you know. No. It looks like Tavistock to me. I don't know if that's that's one road. There are like eight families that live there. It looks like a lot of towns up near us. I'm going to give the show some Jersey points. I'm going to point out some things that I think they got right. Um, the fact that so many uh, emotional meetings happen in diners. Mm-hmm. I like that. Fair. I like that. It gets a little bit of Jersey love for that. Um, I, I liked that they, uh, they did have a scene where they, they call out that, uh, there's that scene where the detective claims that she was the watcher and she had been in the tennis club and they call out in a town like this, there's not many African-American members of the tennis club. Like we would, we would, I would know them. They had that line. I thought that was like a pretty honest and blunt line that, kind of speaks to some of the class and racial breakdowns of the uh, upper crust towns of North Jersey. So point for racism, for open, <laughs> frank discussion thereof. Frank discussion thereof. And I, you know, I, I think the frank discussion of there. Isn't it okay to be racist now in the Trump era? Like, isn't that the whole thing? <laughs> it's not about being, they weren't okay with racism. They were calling out racism. They were, uh, they were underlying the racism of a tennis club. Yeah. There is one very New Jersey thing I noticed in the show that might be specific to our group of friends, but I believe that the alarm installer character is based on a good friend of ours that we grew up with who has also ran a teenage alarm (laughs) installing company. I'll not name him. I know who you mean. Because he has a public career now and many people in New Jersey know who he is, but he ran a put him in the chat he he ran he had an alarm company as a teenager that is true and i wonder <laughs> if it was based on him i didn't even think about that that's a very specific thing that's so specific also why did we have a friend who was 16 and running a home alarm system i think he was younger than that when he was doing it yeah he started i think he was like 12 i thought 19 was young the kid dakota is dakota. supposed to be 19 the fighter insane I'll say to losing Jersey points. The the least Jersey moment of the thing was there's one point where that character sends some video footage to Bobby Cannavale's workplace. And is it porn? Like it's it there's some weird thing where a girl climbs into his bed and they never explain that fucking shit either at the end of the day. Nope. But nope. When he walks out of work in the city, Dakota is standing right outside the front door of his work. Now the idea that a teen would get revenge and sabotage you and try to ruin your life and your marriage and your work, <laughs> get you fired from your job, that's very Jersey. The idea that the teen would be waiting outside your work in Manhattan to see your reaction, no. <laughs> if he worked, if he worked yeah. somewhere in Union County, if he worked in New Providence, then Dakota might be standing there. If he worked over in Cranford, maybe. That kid's not taking the train into the city just to see your reaction. No way. There's just no way, man. We all know when you go out and you get revenge, that's very Jersey, but you don't wait to look the person in the eye. You lay low after that. That was not Jersey. That was not very Jersey. They're coming for you. I liked Bobby's character having to switch the countertops out because he didn't want to stain them with, I believe he says with, with, he might say tomato sauce, which is the thing where I'm like, oh, that's not what you're going to call it if you're that, like, proud of your Italian heritage your uh, Italian yeah but but I liked I liked how much talk there was about the countertops changing out the granite to not stain it with Sunday gravy is very Jersey you gotta seal it right though people kept calling them classless for having butcher block countertops and I didn't understand what this big anti butcher block kick was it's like passe by then why what's wrong with butcher block it's it's very I love it but it's very like passe if you're into like you know kitchen design nobody Unless you're going for like a rustic like cabin somewhere, which and it's outrageously expensive too, depending on you know if you get one of those big butcher block like tables. But now it's considered like not cool. Yeah, they're supposed to be like very out of place in that neighborhood, right? And it's different from what the original countertops were, which was bad enough for everybody in the town. They had tile countertops. These people, man. Yeah. This period. very 1985. The problem is it was so close. It was so legitimately close 
to being a perfect New Jersey vehicle. But when you come that close and then you miss, it feels like the gap is somehow 10 times wider Mm -hmm. because of the near miss nature of things. I'm making a new stand by me with just stories about us when we were kids and they actually like end in terrible, interesting ways that affect us for the rest of our life. Stay in with all of us on probation or uh, my brother being threatened by a maniac who's choking him in the parking lot of Stag Field. Uh, Jesus. Was it Stag? Yeah. It was Stag, yeah. I was expecting like Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it it didn't, which I am a Twin Peaks obsessive and I thought it was going to be like that and it just wasn't weird enough like it it, it was trying you know what i mean like if you're gonna do that you have to go really weird yes, and this yes. only went halfway weird at least and that's why i stopped watching but they tried they tried but see but the it's like they tried to go it's so i don't even know how to express it because i'm with you mike d i'm like it felt like it went halfway weird but in the first episode you got margo martindale and richard kind acting like weirdos you got mia farrow and jasper acting like fucking weirdos everybody's acting like a weirdo instantly out of the gate and it's that old note of like you can't have blue on blue like if your canvas is blue you can't use blue paint it doesn't show up it's like something about this show felt like you instantly threw 95 bizarre things at me and none of them felt bizarre because of it. Mm-hmm. the show just felt kind of weird. Like yes. the wheels were spinning because everything was so fucking weird right out of the gate that it meant nothing was weird. Yeah. Jody said very sp- like spot on. She said, it's like skipping along the surface of a weird dark swamp or something. Leave it to Jody Bergen County. Like you can feel there's something under there that could have been stirred up that could have been good and interesting. And they just grazed the top of it enough for you to be like, huh? But not actually engage with any of it. Speaking of swamps, I actually fell into a swamp several times this week at work. So <laughs> tell me about this. What happened, Nick? You okay? Well, I'm out in like you know the Meadowlands, or I guess not really. I'm right by Secaucus, by the big rock when you're going by, and there's like you know Phragmites. They clear it. We're driving piles. I'm like walking along. Everything's firm. Next thing you know, woof, down to both my knees in the muck. Oh no! But yeah, no, I know all about with all the equipment on. I'm just, well, just my like pole that I have that, you know, I was able to jam into the, into the ground and pull myself along as I was looking at the crane operator, um, laughing hysterically as he was watching me struggling through the, the, uh, the muck. And this stuff is like this black muck that you get on you and you can't get it off. Like I've been scrubbing my hand for Tuesday, two days, like using everything but turpentine and like whatever is in it in Jersey muck in the Meadowlands. Ugh. So that's <laughs> like, it stained me permanently. I can confirm when you came directly from work to my house on Friday and you were like stained like a tea color. Yes. (laughs) I look like a coal miner. My face was like black from touching my face. A little chimney sweep. Yeah, chimney sweep. That's my sidekick. And you're out there up by Snake Hill, right? I guess so. Is that what they call it? The Prudential Rock right there. That's what they call the big rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snake Hill. Now, you know, they find bodies there because of the old asylum. I believe it. There's so much stuff in there, like you wouldn't even know. Like we're hitting, we're hitting obstructions on the ground. We're driving these piles like left and right, and it's wreaking havoc. So there's a tunnel where John List lives. There's a yeah. He's actually <laughs> living under there right now. That, that's actually the tunnel they're building from New Jersey to New York now. It's the one that John List used to live in. Wait, I just remembered too. I'm sorry. I know that we're, but at one point Jennifer Coolidge like does something to piss off that same cop and she calls him for help. And not only does he blow her off, he tells her, don't even bother calling nine one one because a lot of my friends aren't happy what? with you. He is completely like, I don't even think you can like, uh, like, I don't think there's a way to do that. Like, you can't, do you know what you I mean? Can. You and you and everybody, you know, will go to jail when they like, yeah. When they go through the records. Now I get you. Willing suspension of disbelief. Out the window. Sorry, sorry. No, don't apologize. I'm with you. Just insane. The cop arbitrarily, the cop would just arbitrarily choose to not do certain things so that the writers didn't have to work hard. Yes, yes. Like, I'm not going to come. Li- That's- oh, you saw a man living and he's eating fucking Cheerios in your fucking basement? <laughs> I just won't look at that. And then I guess, well, I'll just move on. No, like Mike D said, if you're going to, here's the thing. That's where I really gave up. Because I was really, I wanted it to be good. If you're going to show me that there's a secret chamber under the house, 
and there's you see a person sprint out of it and they're living there. At that point, this show has to be about that. finding and killing that person. <laughs> if the police won't help you, the new premise of this show is you find that person and you kill them. Because the letters, they're now back burner. A letter is a letter. A letter can't kill your fucking son and daughter. The guy living in your basement, he can kill your son and daughter. So this show now has to be about you going fucking T-1000 style <laughs> relentless towards trying to murder this person as a vigilante because the cops won't help you. And what you can't do, if you ask me, is just move on and have everybody go, all right, well, good night. I guess we'll just sleep in the house with the tunnel. Is this show popular on Netflix or no? Number one show on Netflix right now. It's in... Same. I think that says more about just the garbage taste of the sheep America than it does about yeah. the quality I of mean, the show. I mean, we watched it. I watched it with my jaw on the floor the entire time. I can't imagine that everybody watching it is enjoy. I, I can't. I, I did not enjoy the show. I enjoyed watching it. it. It like the most feeling I have felt in maybe three years. <laughs> it was like while watching this insane <laughs> thing. I I was very excited. When I saw that it was coming out, because I said, wow, a show about New Jersey that's not about gangsters. Mm -hmm. This could be great. And then I was just... They just fucked it up. Sorely, sorely disappointed. What about Garden State, Mike? Dave? What about Garden State? <laughs> about Garden State? Here we go. <laughs> uh, you know my feelings on Garden State. Yeah, I know you love it. There's also some cool stuff in there. Like, this could have been a cool show about, like, a guy who got in over his head, like, trying to do something for his family and, like, trying to keep up this image and, like... Maybe he couldn't pay the VIG on his gambling debts and they were just, like, terrorizing him. <laughs> well, I mean, the speculation is that that what happened in, in real life is that the guy did buy a house he realized he couldn't afford, right? And then he start, he sent the letters. 100%. And we've gotten voicemails on the New Jersey is the World voicemail line from, from Westfield residents who have said, like, the consensus around town is that this is all bullshit and it's kind of annoying that everybody's talking about our town. Like, we, we have voicemails that say Oh, that. yeah, whatever. Hoi polloi, motherfucker. I don't care that they're annoyed at all. Like, I could care less if <laughs> yeah. people are annoyed about that someone is besmirching the, like, good name of Westfield. But to me, that's always been my problem with the Westfield Watcher story is people get all wound up about this and nothing happened. A guy got underwater on a giant mortgage, tried a really cockamamie scheme to get out of it that didn't work, and he got hosed and took a big loss. To me, like no one got hurt, no one got killed, the watcher never appeared, and even the things were like, he sent letters that, that knew the names of their kids. It's like, have you ever heard of the goddamn internet? Like All of you <laughs> post everything on Facebook. It takes about nine seconds to yep. do this. Like, this is not scary. Yeah. $1.99, you can find out anything about anybody. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, when we moved back to Jersey, now Hallie's brother lives in Union County, so she was like, look, wanted to look at some Union County towns. Cranford, I've told you guys, I was blown away. I loved that town. I wanted to live there. We were looking there. We looked at Mountainside. Mountainside, it was cool. It had like, I didn't, there's some really cool, interesting houses there. You get like a little patch of land, like it's very unique houses and layouts and then a little downtown. Cool. Hallie goes, what about Westfield? We should look at Westfield too. I'll tell you, we were house hunting in 2018, 2019. I would tell her, I'd go, I don't know, we don't need to look at Westfield. They got a fucking watcher. I'm not trying to look at that down. They got a fucking watcher, man. And I would say I was like 65% kidding and 35% just like, who wants to go deal with whatever the fuck that was? Uh, you grew up down the hill. What are you kidding? Like, seriously, you it dealt with like people you knew that weren't the watcher that you had to be more concerned about. I mean, I probably saw 10 people a day down the hill that had worse intentions than the watcher. But the guy in the van, right? They used to chase kids or whatever. Right? Yeah, of course. Oh, you mean the well-known molester that yeah. lived two blocks from my house? That's more terrorizing than the watcher. That's yeah. real. Of course. In West Orange, they had to hire extra postmen just to deliver the number of watcher letters that were being received <laughs> in the town each day. Like, they couldn't keep up with the volume of Dude, it. Dude, West Orange has a secret rich person town in the middle that none of us are allowed to talk about or drive to. Let's make a Netflix show about that. You can go there to go see Edison's house, though. Yeah, you can only go on a guided tour that would be a great netflix show I, we, 
listen, we know how to we know the storm drain to go through to get into Llewellyn Park. Like, I can I'll, take, I'll you there take you there right, right now. now. Yeah. And if you like tunnels and you want to be scared shitless, go under 280, like four feet down from the fucking asphalt and hear the cars <laughs> rumbling above you till you come to a culvert. Then you go across that and you keep on going and you'll pop up right in Llewellyn Park. I'm bleeping all of that because we're saving that. It's nope, a new Patreon a, tier. any of that. <laughs> where Bonaduce leads you on a tour through the tunnels into Llewellyn Park. I don't think I can fit in there Listen, now. We'll go do that. And then which one of you is going to, which one of you is going to call Hallie and tell her that I died in a tunnel underneath Route 280? <laughs> I'm not going to let you die. I'll go first. I feel like I'll, I'll have to make that phone call, though I'd probably do it in person. I actually feel like, Mike, if you made the phone call, you're one of the only people I know who you'd actually just be able to be like, so. Hey, Hallie. Listen. Um. He took some chances. He lived how he lived. He died doing what he loved. And like, you'd probably actually be able to make her feel reasonably okay about it. And now we're going we're gonna to go to that tunnel and we're going to put like a memorial oh, at the yeah. entrance. So anytime that you want to feel like you're Candles. with Chris, you can just go to this <laughs> storm drain entrance and be at peace. That's beautiful. You know, one of the greatest things about roadside or, uh, or culvert memorials are that now they have LED lights that can be charged by the sun during the day. So when you're driving by it at yeah. 65, 75 miles an hour, you can see the glow of, you know, a Virgin Mary as you're... They say that if you stand at the entrance to the cul- this culvert uh, during a full moon, you can quietly hear Chris complaining about his cushy career, as he did throughout his whole life, as he constantly did throughout his whole life. Uh, what rumor do you think we could start about West Orange right now that would get a Netflix series made about it in three years? Oh my God, there's too many like real things that you could talk about. Just the focus here, be. Oh, I know. This was this is very timely, and I think would deal with a lot of like issues that are really people have been talking about in the u.s and i think the story about how the spanish mob saved Shoprite mm-hmm. would make a great netflix series you've told me this story i feel like this has never been aired on the show i think we've recorded some stuff that hasn't made the air there was a situation <laughs> where our Shoprite was invaded by by people from neighboring towns and a group of local thugs did their civic duty and got them right is that the bullet points mike that's yeah. That's the that's the the basic story is that local, a gang of local local toughs known as the Spanish mob who, who were seen as tough kids, but really we knew a lot of them. They had hearts of gold, and a bunch of people from another town attacked our local supermarket, and the Spanish mob rallied and beat them back to where they came from, so that the people of West Orange could continue to buy reasonably priced groceries. I love that. <laughs> I think you could make a good um, speed-style thriller about West Orange, about that guy Prozac Paul who stole the bus and made him take it, stole oh, yeah. a city bus. Yeah, yeah. Remember that, Nick? Yeah. From the Mike, Mike, Mississippi Ave bus depot, and he said, I'm late to work, and he had a gun. He said, you're taking me to work, no stops. And the best part was he worked at the Essex County Courthouse, so he kidnapped this bus. He hijacked the bus in a panic and forced it to take him to work. Like and I'm going to work and then I'm just going to get locked up when I get there. Instantly locked up. I mean, the guy was very troubled, obviously. I mean, he's, he, Andrew, he was a guy who hung out in my neighborhood. We called him Prozac Paul. He had a brother named Ridlin Ronnie. <laughs> was my na- These guys can vouch me. My exact corner of town was that like fucking... Like, you know, I know you get mad when we talk about down the hill and stuff like that, but this is like direct relationship to that. Like, you want to call my neighborhood down the hill and it was nothing... Like what was going on in your neighborhood? Geographically, your neighborhood was down there, okay, but I will well, agree I, with you. Whatever. You didn't have I to deal it. with like, any of the fucking nonsense. You know that major highway that runs through our town, 280? Yeah. There's a reason why they put those through towns, is to separate people from your part of town from our part of town. <laughs> and that's a true thing. That is true. That is true. That New York Times article was not dealing with my side of town at all. Somehow they couldn't figure out how to get the road around Llewellyn Park. It's true. I think Netflix could make a a Cheers style show about Dylan's bar. Oh, that would be a good West Orange one. That would be another great. Sometimes you want to go where everybody is insane. Where everybody does cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Geth and I recorded an episode for South Jersey's Also the World today um, with a guest from South Jersey who reminded me of a bar we had down here called Bamboo Bernie's. Oh, was, that in a, was that in an airport, uh, like in a hangar? No, no, it was, it's, it was on the pike. That was on the pike, too. And it was, it was like, like a 
tiki looking ish bar from the outside. They had like a big karaoke night. Bamboo Bernies. The Hanger. That's what it was called. The Hanger. Uh, I want everybody out there, if you are a New Jersey is the World listener, I want to hear your opinions on The Watcher. I want to hear how far you made it into the show. I want to hear what you think they did right, what they did wrong. Here's the thing. And I want to say, we've been like clowning on the show. I'm not really in the business of shitting on other people's creative work because I've been a part of some very bad things in my own career. But I will say, the problem with this is I've seen a lot of bad shows in my life. And bad shows, they just blow away. Mm-hmm. This one was so fucking close to being the show for weird New Jersey kids, to being the show for like Jersey people who know about these fucked up things that happen in these very tranquil, nice towns. It was so close. So I want people to call in 973-780-4660 and tell us if you can put your finger on where they went wrong. Cause it was, like I said, it's almost better to miss it by a mile than to miss it by a half inch. And I feel like they missed it by a half inch, but the DNA of the show just felt a little off. Netflix, that was the problem. I mean, the problem was Netflix and that they didn't have somebody from Jersey at the helm. Thank you. I just Ryan Murphy's from fucking Indianapolis. Thank you. Like, what is that going to, what does he know? Even if you don't want to put me in the show, there's certainly room to call me in as a creative consultant on your script. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Day, that's what this is all about. You know what the best thing about this episode was? That two of the people involved in the episode didn't even really watch it at all. And still, and still had opinions. Yeah. That's New Jersey. <laughs> Hell yeah. If we have a New Jersey themed podcast and we're all texting, you guys, you have to watch this show. There's so much to talk about because it's so weird and we can't tell if it's good or bad. And half of the people participating fell asleep and didn't go back. It's a very stunning condemnation in its own right. It's valid. Yeah. I, I started watching it and then I was like, this is dumb. I'm going to go back to watching the new season of Dairy Girls, which is exactly what I did. And is in some ways probably a more Jersey show. Yeah. <laughs> Then the Watcher. They, the Dairy Girls, I feel like are are kindred kindred high school spirits. <laughs> like no question. Thanks for listening, everybody. We want to hear your opinions on the Watcher. Let us know ASAP. And if John List is living in your basement and you need help cleaning him out, call us, and I promise you, we will we will be right there to help you clean him out. List busters. Even if you find a room that you didn't know that you had in your house, be concerned. They wouldn't write you a mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Cobb, and Mike D. Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is...